There are five leadership lessons we could learn from the Iowa caucus's debacle. Find out what they are from my interview on iHeartRadio in this episode of the Solutions-Oriented Leader Podcast. Welcome to the Solutions-Oriented Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Rick Goodman, international leadership expert and author of the book, The Solutions-Oriented Leader, your comprehensive guide to achieve world-class results. Each week, we'll be bringing you inspiring leaders and messages to help you develop your solutions-oriented mindset for success. So if you're ready to become part of the solutions revolution, let's get started right now. leadership expert. He's the author of The Solutions-Oriented Leader, Your Comprehensive Guide to Achieve World-Class Results. We're going to talk about the Iowa caucuses, the debacle there, and five leadership lessons that Dr. Goodman believes that we can learn from this. We'll do that in less than 30 seconds. This report, 15 degrees at 718. Is it you, Dr. Rick Goodman, knocking on my newsmaker line? I am knocking on that whole door at 14 degrees in Iowa. I know. Hey, don't worry about it. We'll keep it here. Where are we catching you today? Where are you? Where are we talking to you from? We are talking to me in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where it's about 76 degrees. Oh, no. Well, of course you've got five leadership lessons we can learn. You'd have 15 if you weren't laying around in the sun all day. I'm kidding. Absolutely kidding. Uh, Dr. Rick Goodman, uh, he's got the, the five solutions oriented rules of change. In addition to the books that we were talking about a little bit earlier, the Iowa caucuses, the head of the Iowa Democratic Party, Troy Price, said, hey, look, this is no different than every four years we have the same conversation. People want to push back, but this was a debacle on a monumental scale. You say that there are five leadership lessons that can be learned from this if people just want to take advantage of this. All right, these simple things. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I think the first thing that we have to do is always assess our present situation. And frankly, the present situation in 2016, the systems were all working properly with Microsoft. There was no real need to change. However, for some reason, if there is a need to change a system, the second step is you've got to create a step-by-step plan for testing and evaluating changes successfully before implementation. So even in the testing stages, they ran up against challenges. And then in stage three of setting up a simple plan for changes, you've got to have a couple of contingency plans. Doug, as you know, life doesn't always work out the way we plan. Right. So if you don't have your plan A, plan B, and plan C, you're going to have a challenge. Step four would be to keep all lines of communication open because transparency equals trust. Now, and I'm going to interrupt you real quick because that was one of the key things especially as communications professionals like we are, when you hear about a 76-second phone call with party leaders and the national press, and then they just hang up in the midst of it, they just hang up, that is not transparency, and that definitely does not equal trust. Exactly. And, and trust is a major issue in business, in companies around the world today. You know, people want to be able to trust you, and you've got to give it to get it. Um, and, and we just dropped the ball completely on responding to problems proactively. You know, when there's a problem out there, we don't want to, you know, stick our hands in the sand like, a, you know, like an ostrich and pretend it's going to go away. We've got to proactively address those challenges, and that's what we've got to do. 
And then number four, you got to keep all those, we keep all the lines of communication open, but number five really is accept responsibility for any issues that arise and discuss the action steps taken to prevent problems in the future. And right now, there really hasn't been a discussion proactively on what we're going to do to fix this challenge in the future in Iowa. And this, uh, this is something that can be scary for a lot of folks because uh, there's a lot of money that drops into the state of Iowa prior to this because we have the whole field to ourselves for all that year-plus run-up to the Iowa caucuses. You have that final week where everything just go, goes crazy. And, you know, this it may sound partisan, but it's not. The Iowa Democratic Party and the DNC changed the rules based on what happened in 2016 Um Meanwhile, you had the Iowa Republicans walk in, they do their straw poll, they walk out, they're done. It's a completely different kind of thing. I guess making things so complicated can complicate it so much that you complicate yourself right out of a job. Well, you know the kids formula, keep it simple, stupid. I mean, simplicity is the key to success. I, I always say that I speak at the third grade, second semester level, so my college professors and people understand what I'm saying. You know, you can speak above people, but when you keep it real, people get it. And communication is not what I say, it's how you hear it. The Solutions-Oriented Leader, uh, this is a book that you've written. Tell me a little bit more about the concept of Solutions-Oriented Leadership and how you think, finally, just the one capstone, what can be done in order to make sure that, for example, the goal is to keep Iowa first in the, first in the nation caucuses. What needs to be done other than the five things? What's the capstone thing at this point? Well, the, the bottom line is the Solutions-Oriented Leadership is focused on solutions. Anybody can point out the problems. Our children can do that. That's the easy part. We can pay to focus on solutions. So the first thing we have to do is go to kind of ground zero and find out what was the key factors that caused us to have a problem. And if there's a simple solution that other states are using, even with a strong poll, you know what? What is the damage going back to something like that and changing it? I do understand that the benefits to islands to be able to communicate with the candidates at a point in time where they may never get the chance to do that on that personal level, that's something that is American and that's ingrained in our society. But how can we provide a solution that would continue that form of democracy and allow the Iowans to still meet the candidates and keeping it simple so that we can get an outcome immediately, which helps the candidates to move on. Dr. Rick Goodman, I imagine you're available at rickgoodman.com, is that correct? Absolutely, and the solutions-oriented leader, it went to number one on Amazon when it was released in April. It is a comprehensive guide that gives you ideas on how to engage effectively, be proactive, motivate your team, hire on a budget, and focus on solutions. It gives you complete action steps, and it's still on Amazon. You can go into 200 Barnes & Nobles. It's out there also. That's it's a awesome. great book with action for people. Oh, definitely. And people, you know what? We want to be able to give people the best, so that's why we bring the best guests on the WMT Morning Show. Dr. Rick Goodman, thank you so much for your time this morning. You enjoy that warm weather down there, would you please? <laughs> Doug, thanks so much. I appreciate you having me on, and stay warm up there too, my friend. Absolutely. We'll take care, doctor. To learn more about solutions-oriented leadership, please visit our website at rickgoodman.com or feel free to email me at info at rickgoodman.com and please subscribe to the Solutions-Oriented Leader on iTunes or your favorite podcast app to get your weekly episodes automatically.